Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to another episode of Bits of Ports with your hosts Shukri and Awabin. Welcome back. Awabin, it's good to see you again. Ah. Yeah, it's been some time ah, since we last did a podcast. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean if, you, uh, if you were watching our previous episodes, uh, you'd notice that I was missing my partner. Uh, I was doing alone and uh, or with a replacement partner. Okay, I so wonder why. <laughs> I really I, wonder why. You, if you are wondering why, actually he go holiday. That's why he alone go holiday. Then we all here stay and do nothing in Singapore. I mean, it was a much needed break after whatever has been going on. <laughs> but but then on the positive side, right? I think uh, it was also a time for us to upgrade. So the malls actually came up with a lot of things for our viewers. So inshallah, our viewers can look forward to that. Mashallah, mashallah. I think that's true. And um, today, actually, we have a special guest with us um, to uh, address a very um, controversial issue. I think for yeah. our topic today. Yeah. I think okay. this topic is quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so we have here today with us in the studio, uh, Ustaz Khairul Zaman. Uh, welcome, Ustaz. Assalamualaikum. Well, <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> Good. Alhamdulillah. Thank you for coming today. Uh, I think we will be um, we will be receiving great insights in, for this topic. Lah, eh? I mean, Inshallah. we have a very uh, reliable ustaz <laughs> in, in our hands right now. Mashallah. Okay, I think before I move on to the the main topic, you know, before I uh, let our special guest here speak about it, I actually want to get your views first, you know. Mine. Yeah, it's your. Wow. Oh. <coughs> okay, I'm yeah. not sure if the viewers will appreciate that, but <laughs> no, because actually the reason why we are um, discussing this topic today is because um, someone very close to me actually raised this uh, question to me recently. Mm-hmm. So it got me thinking, and he had a point. So um, I actually wanted to answer him, but at the same time, I know that you know if I were to give him a slight wrong info, this would really like create doubts in his mind. And so, mm. so that is why, you know, like I think this topic is actually very important. So okay, this this is actually um, giving me a slight pressure. No, yeah. but, but I just want to get seeing how heavy this topic is, and you are looking for my views on this. It's like mm, I just, I just not helping. A bit of your views, you know, like <laughs> to see where you are coming from. Okay, okay. okay so, um. I'm sure in our lives, right, we have uh, come across many instances where we think that we can reason out things. Mm-hmm. But then when we look at the religious perspective of it, uh, it it makes us, um, it does not allow us to uh, carry out that action. Yeah. Or, you know, like go on with it. So mm-hmm. what do you have to say about that? What do I have to say about that? Uh, I I am feeling the slight pressure our guests might be feeling right now. Okay, so uh, for me, uh, for me, okay, uh, I think that because we are people of faith, we we have faith. So uh, since we have faith, we have to practice that faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I will always put faith first, then come up with the reasoning. Uh, so whatever whatever happens or whatever is going to happen or whatever happened before, I will always go back to faith first before I look at the reason. Uh, so it's not to you know shake the faith mm-hmm. not to shake so my. There faith. you have it, guys. You heard from Shukri his <laughs> point of view. 
Okay, so um, okay, let's move on to our main speaker. Yes, today. let's let's yeah, let's, let's get a proper expert on this topic. Okay, <laughs> uh. yeah, I agree with you. Okay, so um, today's topic we are going to discuss about if reasoning is enough, why do I need the religion? Okay, so um, if I can make right and wrong decisions, why do I need the divine guidance? So uh, let me put it in simpler words. Like, if I can reason, what is the religion for then? Okay. Okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wassalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you so much for the both of you. Mashallah. Uh, I am bewildered by your enthusiasm and such. Mashallah, Ustaz Shukri already gave a very beautiful answer. And I will build upon that as well. Cancel, cancel. So, yeah, and it's a pleasure to be invited here to discuss this very, you know, relevant topic in today's age about reason and faith and how to reconcile between those ideas. So, let's begin with the very important question lah. Macam, if we have reason, why do we need to Like, how do we understand faith? Or what is the role or function of uh, faith in our lives? Mm-hmm. If we have the capacity to think, to justify, to rationally make decisions. Okay. So before even that, uh, maybe some might ask, um, if, is there such people who uh, who started off as a person who believes in something, okay, but ended up abandoning it, abandoning it completely? Why? Because they feel that, you know, uh, reason is sufficient. Okay. And this is something that is real because, uh, in fact, There is actually a rise of uh, youngsters or people, actually, in truth, who are leaving faith or abandoning religion because they feel that it's not reasonable, mm-hmm. and the fact that reason itself is sufficient. Mm-hmm. Okay, and one of the reasons why they see this lah is because they feel that you know, uh, right now, uh, humanity itself is progressing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that as humans progress, okay, the more our reason, the more uh, common sense is uh, understood, and the more things we get right. Yeah. So whatever we do, whatever we think, whatever decisions that people make now is far bet is better, far better. Okay, far rational as compared to the previous generation. Mm-hmm. And hence why they feel that you know uh, we can reason more, we can understand things more rationally, and it's much easier than faith because to them faith is just blind following lah. Mm-hmm. Okay. On a more higher level, they think that uh, because of the rise of science development and technology and stuff, they feel that. There is no need f- to believe in an abstract entity or something. There is mm. no need to believe in a supernatural being that uh, dictates our lives. Okay, mm. so they feel that uh, because we have, we we can already know how the universe works. We can already understand how to progress as a society, as a as a species. Mm-hmm. Again, that means that there is no room lah for mm. divine intervention, or there is there is even no room for faith to begin with. Yeah, so stick with reason, stick with science, stick with what is in front of you, and life will progress. And that is exactly how uh, a lot of people think like these days. And that's why you know uh, they call it the disenchantment of faith, meaning faith is no longer a valuable thing. Mm. Yeah. So that's one reason why some people uh, abandon faith and chose reason because reason is the most easiest thing to comprehend as a human being. Yeah. So I mean, um, since we can see the uh, the rise in numbers of you know our younger generation nowadays um, choosing that path of um, reason over religion, if I may say that, uh, what what is the common ground that we can actually um, come up with between reason and religion, as to uh, as to 
you know, pretty much bring out that uh, actually reason and religion actually has similarities. Uh, even if they have their own differences, uh, they actually have their own similarities. So what are the common grounds actually that we can... Okay. Uh, so before we, when we go to the answer, mm-hmm. uh, I want to have some quiz to the both of you. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah, this uh, this okay. is something new. This is new. This is new. <laughs> the guest has never quizzed us before. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Just now, I mentioned about some people who chose reason and over yeah. faith. So, actually, this question of reason and faith is not something new. Something mm-hmm. has been, you know, grappled with by humans in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, there's this, uh, okay, this is going to be a bit technical a bit. So, there's this philosophical dilemma. They okay. call it the moral dilemma. Okay. okay? The moral euthyphal dilemma. That's the term lah. They give it. So, what's the dilemma? It's actually about morality. Again, because, again, most of the issues or questions raised about faith and reason is about morality, yeah. choosing what is good or knowing whether something is morally good or not. So the dilemma is as follows and maybe I can get some insight lah for the both of you. So the dilemma is this. So what is morally good again, as a human being? Eh? Mm-hmm. Do you know something is good because the thing itself is intrinsically good or because you follow or know something is morally good because God says it is good. Mm. Okay, do you understand it? Okay, let me yeah, yeah. it again. Okay, is something morally good, and you yourself accept it as morally good because the thing is good by itself, mm-hmm. or because God says it's good, then it becomes good, mm-hmm. and because of that you follow that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, any insights? Or the do, do both of you have the same answers? Or I don't know. Robin, how about you? Well, um. I'm 50-50 on this. <laughs> so if I were to look at it from my point of view, um, what's morally good is what I want. Okay. But what God has said is good for us, it's meant to be good. It's it's just meant to be. So as people of faith, I would say I'm 50-50 <laughs> Why am I hearing this sentence before? <laughs> Might so, have heard it so somewhere. I can conclude that uh, you're saying that Okay, since we are people of faith, so good or morally good means uh, because God is uh, more wise than us. Mm-hmm. So because of that, what is morally good is what God says is good. Uh, yes, says definitely. is good. And yeah. I believe that. And the if good we counts. were to say that we follow what is good because we think is good, then it's going to be subjective mm-hmm. because it's right. what it's going to be based on what I want rather than mm. what is good. Mm. Is it? That's yeah. the reasoning. Okay, that's good. Oh, mashallah. <laughs> For me, I think. Um, let's see. You seem to have some interesting views, you know, on um, topics like this. Me? Yeah. Since when? <laughs> well, you know, speaking to you on a daily basis. Always is it out of the box? Yeah. Right? Is it? Okay. Um, uh, uh, By knowing what's morally good, because um, we can actually see uh, in the past and currently, uh, what is considered morally good has actually changed drastically. What used to be something so taboo back mm-hmm. in the past, now is considered morally good. So, uh, I I want to say this sentence, but then it'll be too common already. Like, As people Both. of faith, <laughs> so, so the the sentence will be too common already. But yeah, I think if if I were to choose a side, I would be on the side of what God thinks is good for us. You know, because there's also this uh, the the 
he uh, Allah also mentioned in the Quran I'm sure you know uh, that uh, what might looks bad for you can actually be good for you and what is uh, what looks good for you can actually be bad for you right uh, that's a rough translation uh. so uh, so what actually humans uh, depict as um, morally acceptable or morally good can actually be uh, otherwise mm-hmm. uh, so if i were to pick a side i would definitely pick uh, uh, whatever that uh, allah has uh, set for us which is good uh, that, that is definitely good lah 100% okay on that note let me just add something uh, but you know we always say the good comes from allah right yeah yeah so technically if you are thinking in that manner mm-hmm. then we have to sway a bit towards the the latter option which is like you know that um because allah has said it's good mm-hmm. so we have to believe that it's good whereas um like what you mentioned um some things that were so called uh, considered to be taboo in the past mm. is now considered morally good yeah <laughs> so this is more of us uh, wanting it that way it's our personal choice mm. you know, like we we just want to have i mean to way. not have a religious biased inside mm. yeah we mm. still need to approach the other side yeah, also yeah because yeah. okay. they're also like uh people who you know uh they can actually justify uh why these uh things or matters are now considered uh, morally good when it wasn't back mm, in the past. Yes, uh. Exactly. But okay, let me I think um, we have said enough. Yeah, so I mean too much already. <laughs> yeah. He let's, he let's quiz us uh, suddenly we become the guest yeah. already. You know, you know, you know. That's the point. Uh, <laughs> it's a conversation. <laughs> it's a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking alone. I think it's time we flip the table towards him. So uh, table cannot you. flip. Like, gee, flip camera. Oh. <laughs> flip table dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the reason why I quiz you because uh, I think there's a very common generic answer that mm-hmm. of course faith comes first mm-hmm. then reason and this is actually building upon the question lah, which is uh, is it Does reason and revel- revelation of faith itself have common grounds, or do mm-hmm. they contradict each other? Mm-hmm. So I pose this dilemma again, and it's called a dilemma for a reason. Why? Yeah. Because in a dilemma, you cannot have good things from both sides. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that okay, A is good, B is bad. No, there is something. So okay, so so far you address the okay. If I ch- if I choose my own morality or my own subjectivity, it means that I choose what I want rather than what is intrinsically good. Mm. And hence, why there is no okay, not no such thing lah, but rather it's hard to find out if something is good through our own means. Yeah. So correct. hence, we refer back to God. Mm-hmm. Okay. And here's where the other camp will give the other side of the dilemma lah, which is if you choose God, then how do you grapple with questions of certain commandments or certain things? Okay, that religion entails you to do. Okay, and that at the same time, what people who follow or adhere to the faith do for example i think the biggest example of this is we have uh, for the past 10 years can people who are radicals again using the name of religion mm-hmm. to uh, propagate whatever uh, radical ideas they have mm-hmm. okay and people saw that as a manifestation of religion lah mm-hmm. they do it because of faith mm-hmm. okay they hurt somebody else because they think god wants them to do so so in the other side they will say if because you choose god okay So there's two main problems. The first one is, of course, for those who believe in uh, more than one God, okay, how do you decide between that? Mm-hmm. And if you believe in one God, what happens if 
something that God wants you to do, it contradicts with uh, the current norms of society, mm-hmm. or let's say it becomes taboo or radical, or to a certain extent harmful to certain people, like the example of the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hence, why this idea of a dilemma. Mm-hmm. Okay. But to answer this question, okay, uh, I think one of the ways that some of our scholars utilize is that the question itself is wrong, because it It's trying to say that uh, the world is binary, mm. meaning that it's either A or B. Mm-hmm. Uh, in life, there's no such thing as A or B, correct? Mm, you correct. can like Milo, you can like uh, Holics. It's not yeah. just Hol- Holics and Milo. <coughs> young, uh, mm. that 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 already exists, lah. But I don't like Holics, eh? How? It's not that like Milo's okay, and it's like more than just two. Mm. And sometimes both mm. of them carry or support each other and that's how reason and revelation or reason of faith is because at the same time we need to remember that reason and faith or revelation lah revelation okay from god religion coming from god both of those things comes from god mm-hmm. reason is a capacity that allah created in us it's a faculty so it is a creation of allah mm-hmm. similarly revelation is allah's knowledge given to us can it is a guidance that allah had sent to us through the prophets mm-hmm. so in actual truth allah's actions okay his creation and his words can never be con- contradicting lah, mm. or nor can it be a problem yes okay so True. hence why like uh for muslims that's why we feel that uh reason and faith are supportive of each other okay they need each other but okay hence why a lot of people uh cater more to the first side lah, which is uh, morality is because religion presents to us an objective morality, meaning there are principles in our faith that says, okay, this is good, this is bad. Even though sometimes, again, today is a good example of that, where certain norms, certain taboos, which are now trying to become norms, okay, are considered to be moral now. Back when it was like 100 years ago, it was immoral. Mm-hmm. Or the vice versa. For example, slavery. Mm-hmm. And, okay, yeah. Like 200 years ago, slavery was something that was done by everyone. Yeah. Okay, And they didn't consider it as something immoral. Mm-hmm. Whereas 200 years later now, everybody in the world considered it to be something immoral. Yeah, But for religion, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran and as well the Prophet sallam, they introduced to us a framework. Okay, A framework where, you know, these are some principles Okay, that is objective, meaning from Nabi Adam until now. Okay, this is good and this is bad. Mm. Family is good. Okay, so for example, having a relationship outside of marriage is wrong, uh, is immoral. Even though, let's say, in today's society, it's becoming mainstream. Okay, everybody is normalizing it. Yet we still hold on that family values hold true. Uh, so yes, at the same time, we also uh, recognize the power of reason. That yes, sometimes we can know something is morally good, mm-hmm. morally wrong, but not in its full capacity mm. because human beings are limited, okay, and because human beings uh, cannot fully comprehend or actually make a unbiased judgment, however unbiased you are, mm. Mm. okay. True. Being religiously biased is itself a good thing, lah. Some people say, oh, you need to be, you should not be biased, mm. again. But as a Muslim, being religiously biased is actually important, yeah, because right. that shows that we have a uh, something to lean upon rather than just floating in the air and just going with the flow, yeah. So that is one way to see, lah, and to somewhat uh, give some elucidation or some points on the question that you have raised regarding the relationship between reason and faith. Mm. Yeah. And of course that dilemma lah. Uh. Okay, mashallah, that's uh, very well said. Thank you for the insights. Um okay, let me just on that note ask you something else, you know, like okay, for someone who does not um subscribe to the religion, you know, uh they 
also have an understanding of what is right and what is wrong. So, um, we want to discuss as why the religion is important uh, with reasoning. Okay. So, uh, <coughs> this goes back to the dilemma lah also. Okay, so these people will be the one who choose the first, the first, uh, the first answer to dilemma. Meaning that we chose or we accept something as morally good because we can know that it is morally good or morally wrong. Okay, and this is usually uh, how they see morality for a person who does not believe in God, mm-hmm. because to them there's no supernatural being that dictates what is good and what is bad. So it goes back to human beings, and of course there are many ways. Okay, these people actually reconcile that. Some say, okay, goodness or morality or happiness is what can uh, what can carry the maximum amount of benefit for a person, or what can remove as many harm as possible. Mm-hmm. So, if there is maximum benefit for that person or society, then it's morally good. Mm-hmm. Which is why you see a lot of things. Okay, for example, okay, for example, uh, we have for example uh, the issue of having relationship. Before marriage, okay, mm-hmm. premarital sex, mm. or in Islam we call it zina, mm. okay. So, to some people, now it is something that is supposed to be celebrated. Why? Because you are fulfilling your passion to love, can your right to love, your passion to love, and it is not morally wrong for you to uh, love somebody, okay, and basically uh, fulfill your own needs, okay, and that person's needs, and you know live a healthy relationship, mm. okay. But again, all of this stems from the fact that. You don't have a center or core that represents objective morality. So at the end of the day, as you mentioned before, lah, again, so what is good at the end of the day will become what I want mm. and what I basically want. And sometimes what you basically want is not good for yourself or society, which is why, again, extending the topic of uh, sexual relationship, we have people who try to justify rape. Mm-hmm. Can try to justify sexual assaults, mm. trying to justify sexual, uh, creating a lot of sexual abuses to people. Why? Because they feel that, oh, because the person is enticing me, and so or the person is doing something that you know is inviting me. So I think it's right lah, it's fine. Again, if mm. and if let's say the the, the other person uh, consents with me, again that shows that it's morally right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's a problem. Why? Because again, what we want sometimes is. Clouded by our own ego, but by, by our own uh, misunderstanding of what is beneficial, rather than fulfilling your own desires. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Okay, that's one area. The one one aspect of that. The other aspect of it is here is where we see the importance of believing in God and believing in religion. Okay, it is where when a person starts to break down. Okay, so yes, you can say I know what is good. I decide what is good. Okay, that is fine when you are in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But let's say you are put in a situation where you are stressed out. Again, you are facing a lot of life challenges. Okay, which is what is happening to a lot of people who don't believe in God. They are so stressed out, but because they don't have something to lean upon. Okay, and everything that is tangible that they can see—family, friends, work, life—is going against them. So they don't have any uh, what we say as something to lean upon. Mm-hmm. No coping mechanism. So because of that, they feel that you know what. The more the the right thing to do is for me to end my life because mm. then there's no purpose in my life. My whole life now is filled with pain. Again, mm, true. Okay, so rather than have and there's no hope for me, I have no hope. I have I have nothing to cling upon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the logical conclusion of that, you know what? There's no purpose for me to live. Mm. And sadly, sadly, okay, that is what's happening. Okay, and that is why we feel that 
uh, it's not just Islam but religion itself as a whole believing in God that's why believing in God and believing in akhirat kan believing in the hereafter mm-hmm. are two very important aspects of religion why because these two are our, are our anchor points mm. okay we have some psychology lah uh, okay who say that you know oh religion is just a man made thing for humans to cope and i say that's not negative that's actually something that's positive why yeah. because religion is a coping mechanism mm-hmm. okay allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself mentions that in the quran and allah says in surah an-nahl wama bikum min ni'matin fa min allah okay that every ni'mah that comes to you is from allah okay wa ila masakum adhru fa ilayhi tajarun then when calamity befalls upon you then you struggle and run away to find god mm. because that is how humans are yeah. they need something to lean upon so you might say oh it's a question about morality yes but when reality crumbles in front of you your morality will crumble and if there is no core or no essential you know uh wall or something that you can lean on to okay you your, your whole life will crumble and that's why faith is very important and that's why faith complements reason faith is sometimes authoritative over reason in some aspects because at the end of the day as we muslims believe lah there is goodness in everything that happens there is goodness in everything that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us and prohibits us from doing something mm. yeah, i hope that you know sheds a light on some of the things I mean, I, I mean, the the concept is like uh, somehow similar to how a country works. You know how a country has a constituency that you have to abide by, that you cannot change. Mm. But then you can make new rules, you can uh, no, abolish old ones, yeah. but still the, the constituency does not change. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and without a law, okay, imagine a country that has no law. Yeah. Okay, you just live freely, anarchy. Why? Because that's the, that's the moral right. You cannot control me. Right? Mm. So it's better for me to just do whatever I want. Imagine a society like that mm. uh, with no laws and anarchy. Yeah. Of course, there will be problems. Okay? And if you have laws, of course, the laws must have some room for the people to accommodate themselves. Yeah, right? True. Yeah. And without yeah. that law, the country is bound to crumble. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, generally speaking, what uh, some people might think is that, well, uh, that is if it happens. So technically, what if it does not happen? But that is somewhat gambling already, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think, um, I think very well said by Ustaz. I think it sheds a light as to why religion is important, uh, even when you have reasons in your life True. To, to justify something. Okay, so um, because we already see how um, religion actually complements reason, mm-hmm. right? But... Uh, What we have been doing since just now is actually we have been discussing the theory, the theory part. You know, right. we 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 have yet to see the application part. You know, mm-hmm. how how we can actually implement uh, the the relationship between religion and reason in our lives. So, Ustaz, if I may give you a situation, um, we go to the uh, other end of the spectrum. Uh, people who are facing difficulties in life, you know. Uh, And they justify the reason to maybe steal uh, because of their current situation. But then uh, that is the reasoning part. They they think that they are allowed to steal, uh, and they do not steal from just anybody. They steal from you know people with wealth. So they find that righteous uh, steal from the rich and give to the poor. But then there's religion. Where uh, religion states that stealing is not is prohibited. It's not something that is allowed or uh, acceptable, right? Uh, so, 
uh, if I may put it into a clearer picture, uh, somebody we know since our childhood days, our Mr. Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, you know the the famous uh, thief who steals mm. from the rich and gives to the poor. Uh, so in this kind of situations, you know, how does one approach uh, the the reasoning, and uh, how does one use religion to actually uh, understand that the reason might actually not be uh, acceptable? Okay, so uh, this is a very uh, complex issue in the sense that uh, you won't do justice to say that is okay or not okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to dissect it. Properly, yeah. Okay, so first and foremost, uh, of course, Islam is a principle-based religion, meaning uh, it accept it. It has it leans upon a particular set of principles. Okay, that uh, everything will be derived from it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Islam, we have this concept called maqasid sharia. Okay, the maqasid. Maqasid means uh, the objective of the sharia, meaning Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala did not set down this religion for us to just follow. And then that's it. And there's no reason for it, no wisdom behind it. But the fact that the religion itself is something that supports the growth, uh, supports the growth of humanity itself. Mm-hmm. It is beneficial for the humanity, and it preserves humanity as a whole from destruction. Mm-hmm. Again, we can see this in a lot of areas, lah. Again, if you go to a bit deeper, we see that the religion, Islam itself. Our scholars uh, who wrote about this issue, they say that it preserves the religion. Again, Islam preserves faith. Islam preserves. Family, Islam preserves the wealth. Okay, and this is shown through different examples. For example, preserving the lineage is through marriage. Can preserving the lineage is to prohibiting acts that can destroy the institution of marriage, like zina, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so on and so forth. Okay, so this is important because some people, and this is quite true, some people think that religion, especially Islam, is a ritual-based faith, meaning you just do what God wants you to do, and there's no value in it. Except that you get pahala for your akhirat. That's all. Mm-hmm. But in fact, there is some uh, moral objective behind it. Okay. So let's take this example of stealing. Okay. So yes, uh, in principle, stealing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Why? Because as Allah says lah, uh, because uh, stealing itself is a form of injustice. Okay. Because you take somebody's wealth, and that goes against the uh, makasit or the objective of Islam to preserve the wealth. And preserving the wealth is part of the main objective of Islam. Okay, so stealing is basically taking that right away. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the opposite of preserving the wealth. But okay, so that's the principle, lah. So morally, it is wrong. Now, what happens if we have a case where, okay, let's say a particular person who is uh, his family is in need of money. Okay, he has no way of getting any source of income except by stealing money from his job. Meaning, from his place of job, mm. okay, there's a safe keep and he has a lot of debts. Yeah. Okay, his children are hungry okay, and, there's, and uh, they cannot go to school. Okay, and basically, uh, debts are rolling. So the only way for him, he thinks, is to steal. Okay. So people might think, okay, it could be morally justified, it could not be. Yeah. So that's why I say that this question is there is some grey area in it because that's how our religion presents it to be. How? So in Islam we have this kaidah or principle of ektisab akhafud darain, meaning that in the case where there is two uh, cases of problems, okay, uh, two cases of harms, we try to accommodate or choose the lesser of the two evils, okay. But of course, this is not something that is. Uh, consistent in every single scenario. Again, a good example of this is 
the mosque right now that we are praying in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have this dilemma of, okay, because of COVID, we cannot mingle with people. But at the same time, we need to have the mosque to commence the Friday prayers. Okay. Because Friday prayers is for the Yeah. So how do we deal with that? Okay. So we find a way, which is through that axiom, which is through that principle, is to make sure we try to, if there's harm in any way, try to get the lesser of two harms or the lesser of two evils. And whatever procedures that you have right now, the safety measurements that you see in the mosque right now, it is a living example of that. Okay? It's because there is going to be a bit harm because of mingling with people. Yeah. Okay? But at the same time, uh, we need to open the mosque for mm. prayer, for Friday prayers and such. Okay? So we try our best to minimize that harm. We try our best to accommodate the best possible way to make sure uh, harm is minimized. Mm. Okay? So again, that's why when it comes to stealing, historically, there's uh, actually something that happened lah, during the time of uh, the Sahaba, okay, the time of the companions, anhum. so Omar bin Khattab, when he was the Khalifa, okay, when he was the uh, leader of the Ummah, okay, so there was a time where the whole nation was suffering from drought because it was so dry, okay, and there was no rain, okay, and some parts of the Muslim world were in poverty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some of the Muslims actually need, needed to steal. Mm. Okay, needed to steal. Why? Because there was no way to get food. Okay, and it was so dry. There was no uh, plantation or whatnot. So they stole. And when they stole, and when Omar get to know about it, of course, if you were to think uh, objectively, okay, I must punish that person because he steals. But Omar bin Khattab, okay, historically, he did not implement any punishment because he understood the situation. He understood why they steal it, why they steal what they steal. Okay, and he f- he actually. Re- introspect himself and say that you know what I see the main problem is myself because I didn't make sure that the economy is running well when something bad like this happens so these kind of things happen because of my own fault of not governing the society properly and through that he starts to create more policies uh, he starts to uh, go to the ground and interact with people who are in need and giving them personally okay so as you can see it is not a black and white answer again but It, uh, it, it doesn't mean that there's no answer or there's no way for us to facilitate in getting an answer because that th- this is where I say principles and uh, you know the the kaidah kaidah and the principles that Islam provides through uh, the actions of the Prophet, okay, the statements made, some of the things that the Prophet need to compromise, some of the moral uh, moral commandments that Allah mentioned in the Quran, which scholars derive principles lah, just like. The one that we discussed previously, which was to accommodate between two lesser evils, kan? This mm. is taken from the Quran and Hadith, and from the history of the Prophet. Okay, so we have some principles, okay, and these principles, okay, really uh, shows to us that how reason and faith actually complements each other. Okay, and that re- uh, faith or religion is the backbone of how we see the world, and reason is the basically uh, what we say as The MPs lah, the MPs who basically uh, try to try their best to uh, apply all of the laws of the country, as mm. what Mr. Shukri mentioned tadi. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, we can actually summarize this whole uh, discussion today uh, that um, actually we cannot neglect both. Yes. We cannot neglect religion. We cannot neglect reason. We need both. Because both of them, despite their differences, they actually complement each other. Mm, you know, one being the uh, supporting role, one playing the, you know, the, the forward role. Mm-hmm. You know, you need both to actually 
you need both to actually uh, go through your daily lives lah. Okay. Uh. In other words, reasoning and religion comes hand in hand. Yeah, true, correct. Okay, since uh, just now you like quizzes, right? <laughs> This is the first time that I don't remember us saying we like yeah. quizzes. <laughs> Never a good student. <laughs> <laughs> So in order to make this much more interesting, uh, let's have one last question, okay? That I would like to uh, hear your thoughts, lah. Okay. Sure so can. the first one was about you know deciding between who decides what is good, mm. right? And we we conclude that we need both. Okay. So now let's say we accept both, and that religion, reason, and faith are complementary to each other. So let's say you are presented with a case that reason con- comes into conflict with faith. So who do you prioritize, faith? Or reason, or both, or neither, mm. and why? Okay, just now I went first, so this time I shall pass the mic. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> it does not work that <laughs> way, brother. <laughs> okay, if reason and religion conflicts each other, uh, okay. Let me get. Uh, let me get. It, make it more easier by using your example, eh, Just now of the country. Okay, so the country has a law. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the politicians and the rulers are the one who execute the law. But now something happened in the society, or something happened to the citizens or the rulers, and they find that there's a contradiction between the law and what's going on and mm. execution. Mm. So they find that okay, some of them, some of the rulers think that you need to bypass the law, change the law a little bit. Some think that no, we must uphold the law, and you know execute it, try our best, even though there's harm, even though there's you know uh, problems gonna come, but It's better to abide and hold on to the law so that we can maintain some form of stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that maybe that, that puts into perspective, lah. So which camp are you going to? Okay, let's say if you if you are a politician inside the parliament, mm. okay, and there's these two camps. Yeah. Okay, which camp do you choose? Oof, Should we this is hard. edit and change the I law? I mean, I mean, it is. Uh, there's this uh, controversial thing going on regarding the. Uh, The hanging sentence for drugs. Yeah. You heard that, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's one uh, the one camp saying that uh, we should uh, uh, remove or you know get rid of the uh, hanging sentence because that that is uh, that that does not uh, that is not uh, humane. Okay, but then there's another camp saying that we need to enforce this hanging sentence to show the severity of the the drug itself, right? So actually, this since this question is um, is still going on, it's, it's still an ongoing discussion. There's no uh, straight answer, right? So I myself will use that, and I will not give a straight answer, lah. Okay. So uh, in my case, if reason and religion were to uh, contradict, you know, clash, uh, I will definitely uh, look into the. Uh, look into where it actually overlaps between the reasoning and the religion part, and then uh, I don't know. Maybe I can uh, refer to scholars and then see if they can uh, come up with a uh, a solution re- uh, using the the makosid that that Ustaz share with us today, uh, picking between the lesser evil. Uh, then I might go with the uh, lesser evil part, lah. So I mean, if the lesser evil part. I mean, if you once you start using Makosi, you are already leaning to the religion part, right? Yeah. So, no straight answer for me. Yeah, that's that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, la, for me, I would say I would lean 
towards the religion because like what Ustaz mentioned even if you can justify your actions or whatever you're doing it's only in this world mm. so uh, one thing that Ustaz mentioned just now was that uh, it's important for us to believe in the hereafter as well you know it's it's a important part of being a Muslim yeah. so <coughs> on that note um, I would say that if I'm thinking to that extent then I would have to lean towards the religion because the rewards are far greater in the hereafter. Yeah. Uh, but also, like you said, there is no straight answer <laughs> to it. Because I, I understand. Because now, if I'm leaning towards the religion, what if it uh, brings a problem to me or to the people around me, you know? Mm. So, but being put as a politician also uh, plays a different uh, kind of uh, role already. Because you being a politician in a non-Muslim majority country, you cannot be leaning towards the religion. So you mm. have to pick the reasoning side. Uh, so the, the 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 example just now is actually it actually adds on to the yeah, <laughs> yeah the confusion yeah. and and and. Just add more fuel into it, eh? yeah. more spicy. So if we were to lean to your answer, for example, can that because uh, if we resort to faith, uh, the the what we call as the rewards of the hereafter are far greater, correct? And that means it essentially is any harm that comes from that, uh, we don't care because we basically uh, we basically hope for the reward of the hereafter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's put that into reality, for example, and give a case study and then we can address this issue. Okay. okay? So, for example, the same idea, the same mentality. Uh, so, when reason conflicts with faith, for example, you have a family who's very abusive. Like, you have a very abusive family. Uh, his parents or his husband is quite abusive and he uses religion to justify his uh, actions of abuse. Mm. Uh, so, when the person, the victim, okay, he has a moral dilemma. Because why? Because the husband is saying, oh, this is what Islam teaches me to do. Okay, Islam gives me the right to beat you. Or Islam gives me the right to parents to control you and to, to, to abuse you. So now he has this dilemma. I need to obey my parents. That's a religious obligation. True. But at the same time, uh, they are using that to inflict harm on me. Mm. So there's like a conflict. And reason says this is absolutely wrong. But re- somehow, somehow, religion says it's fine. Yeah. So... Okay, of course, there are some people who hold on to some uh, your perspective, mm. which is, you know what, it's fine. Again, it's fine. Let's just, maybe this is a test for me. Okay, and they have their means to justify. Maybe it's true, maybe. Mm. Okay, so you know what, I just surrender to God and uh, uh, basically, I'll, I'll claim my reward in the hereafter. Okay, that's a, that's a perspective and there is precedence for mm. that perspective. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, in cases like this, I think, Uh, it doesn't solve the issue lah. Yeah, it doesn't correct. solve the problem because it means that we are somewhat uh, letting the abuse go on. Mm, okay? And the fact that there is a stigma that oh, religion can be used for harm which goes back to the dilemma in yeah. the first uh, part of the mm. podcast that we mm-hmm. uh, talked about just now. Okay? So how? So our scholars say that okay, when, they, when there is a conflict between reason and faith, okay, the actual conflict doesn't exist. In reality. Uh, Why? Because the conflict is actually inside your head. Uh, okay. Of course, some might say, but again, that's subjective, kan? Okay, we say, no, it's objective. Why? Because again, as we mentioned tadi lah, okay, just now, that uh, reason comes from God, religion comes from God. 
So they cannot contradict. Mm-hmm. What is contradicting? What appears to be contradicting to you is because of your lived experience and how you see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it might be that some of the reasoning is flawed, or it might be your understanding of religion is flawed, mm. uh, which is exactly the thing that happens in this abusive family, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there may be certain hadith or Quranic passages that are general. Okay, not put into context. Okay, that are used or abused by these people to justify their position in order to exert the abuse. Okay, but in fact, they are not looking at the religion from a, a holistic view. Again, because there are other hadith that prevents the same abuse that they, they are doing. Mm-hmm. Again, so they cherry pick, and again, this is manipulating religion. Mm. And it's using religion for their own benefits. So, for example, as a victim, okay, to reconcile this idea, number one, you need to know that uh, there's no contradiction in theory. Yeah. In practice. The religion itself preserves human beings from getting being being uh, from from harm. Mm-hmm. So, so you need to seek help. Again, in fact, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned a very so profound hadith. He said in uh, Bukhari Muslim, "Unsur ahaka lariman amazuma." You need to save your brother who is the oppressor and the oppressed. So, of course, the the, the companions ask, "Ya Rasulullah, saving the oppressed is understood lah, but what about saving the oppressor?" So Rasulullah said. Okay, you save the oppressor by preventing him from oppressing people. So there is precedence again that we need to seek help. We need to prevent uh, abuse or injustice happening in society, in your family, in yourself. Okay, okay, and that is part of the religion. Which is why again we go back to that thing: why contradiction itself is not real because it's just our partial understanding of the religion. It's just our wrong uh, methodology in. Practicing or applying faith itself, which is why uh, education is important, asking is important, seeking help is important. As Sashukri mentioned, guys, we need to refer back to the scholars, mm-hmm. we need to refer back to professionals, and do not make your own conclusions just to justify your own agenda. And if you ask these people, are they doing this because of religion? Are they justifying their abuse because of faith? Because the Prophet said it? I don't think so. I think they are doing this for their own agendas, but. They are justifying it by using religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we say that reason and faith cannot contradict. In reality, it's just our flawed understanding, and that there is leeway to reconcile between these two traditions. Okay. And what some of it, as I've mentioned, is by looking at faith from a holistic view and reason itself. Uh, of course, we need to make sure that we need to remove all the flaws of reason that is uh, contradicting to. Whatever religion teaches us. Mm, yeah. Mashallah. I think that's a really good way to actually summarize our yeah. whole podcast. Yeah, so basically, because the the topic actually shows you that that condition. Why religion if there's reason, right? But then Ustaz managed to actually summarize the whole podcast into another sentence. There is no contradiction between reason and religion. Uh, that that is because if you actually see a contradiction, means there's something wrong that. You know the with the way you are practicing either the reasoning or the, the religion wise, yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a good way to summarize actually the whole podcast. And also one thing that you mentioned just now is that um, this situation, right? It varies. You know, it can vary. So, um, in that sense, like what Ustaz also mentioned, that it's important for us to keep gaining knowledge. You know, seeking uh, for help. You know, like ask. Whoever, if if you know there is someone more knowledgeable than you, you should ask that person, because it varies situation to situation. So, I think the more we ask, the more we try to gain knowledge on it, will help us better understand the situation and then act upon it. 
mm. rather than acting upon it, justifying my reasons only to find out that you know that actually you know it's wrong. Mm, yeah, true. I mean, but by then it's too you late. you should you should uh, plan first before you do yeah. right because the intention does not make what you do becomes morally acceptable. Yeah, right? The end yeah. does not justify the means. Yeah, basically we can plan lah. <laughs> we can play that huh? inside yeah, joke. Okay, inside, inside joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Alhamdulillah, we we had a fruitful discussion today. Inshallah, uh, maybe our viewers would like to you know just comment down below uh, regarding the the quizzes or the dilemmas that uh, Ustaz actually quizzed mm-hmm. us today with. You know, uh, share with us your thoughts on these uh, dilemmas and uh, what do you uh, think or, or your opinion regarding these dilemmas. And uh, I think. We can end uh, our discussion for today. Jazakumullah khair, Ustaz. It was a very good uh, discussion or conversation. Thanks for entertaining my inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, do do does the guest answer the question or does the host <laughs> answer the question? But uh, mashallah, I think uh, our guest has actually cleared for us a lot today. Lah. So I think uh, we will see you on the uh, next episode of Bits of Ports. Uh, hopefully, with the two same faces. Inshallah, inshallah. <laughs> and uh, uh, don't forget to share this around and uh, we'll see you in the next episode Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh